right, the, the candle in which we, we're lighting now is the shepherd's candle. Um, and, and the shepherd's candle it, it, uh, is for remembering the, the first of a long line of, of people who joyfully shared uh, the good news of Christ's birth. So this, this is signifying, it's symbolic of a long line of people that shared the good news. In um, uh, chapter 2 of Luke, we're going to see this, this account. But what, what I want to do is kind of as a, uh, a jumping off point um, is kind of just for a moment, uh, entertain me uh, and uh, just, just think about the, the, the people in your life. Uh, Maybe they're here, but probably not. Maybe they're somewhere else. But think about the people in your life that think that um, only special people, uh, and when I say special people, I'm not not talking about y'all, because y'all are special. We know that. But that God only uses special people. Think about those people that that, that think that. Everybody got got that kind of, that, that picture in your mind? And think about those people who think that, okay, God uses these special people and um, only those special people can do what it is that God wants them to do, when it is God wants them to do it, where it is, and all that that we already talked about, right? Everybody got that? Are they right or are they wrong? Okay, I got one wrong. Look at your neighbor and just say, look at him and make a face or something. Poke them. Are we alive? No, Woo. okay, goodness gracious, we'll get there. Um, but, but some people think that they're, they're only special people can accomplish God's plan. Well, what we're going to talk about today is um, some of those special people, but how they're not really that special. Here in Luke 2, if you're there, look at verse 8. Two verse eight it says, and in the same region. So understand, this is where um, uh, Mary and Joseph they they went to Bethlehem. Uh, Jesus is, is uh, being born. Uh, the reason they went there was because a, a census was going out. And it says, in the same region, so the same region around Bethlehem, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the shepherds went away, I'm sorry, when the angels went away from them into the heavens, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So that's the, 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 the story like um, when uh, we, we'd watch... Charlie Brown Christmas, right? The Linus gets up there and he, he, he quotes this, this uh, event that took place. Well, what I want to do is I want to use this here as a, a, a clear distinction of uh, my responsibility, our responsibility as believers in Jesus Christ. 
Because what we see here is, yes, we see the, the, the sky, um, which was once black, it was dark, uh, all of a sudden illuminates. So uh, j- just think about that. You're out in the middle of the woods um, in, in the middle of the night, or you're out in the field, no, no lights, no nothing, and all of a sudden it's daytime, right? What would the natural response be? Whoa, wow, yeah, it would be great fear. So the, the, the shepherds were right, right on, on cue where, where they're just kind of just looking around. Mind you, the, the reason they're keeping watch over the flock at night, they're, they're looking for um, uh, 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 predators. They're looking for people to come in and maybe steal their sheep or you know, wolves to come and snatch your sheep away. So they're, they're on guard uh, for uh, something to happen. But what happens is not what they're ready for, right? They're ready for a wolf or something, a lion or a tiger or a bear, oh my, to come and, 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 and take a, a, a one of the sheep away. But the, the sky just lights up. And this angel, when, when the angel appears, then what was the first thing that the angel said? Fear not. There was obviously visible fear going on in, in the, the, the lives or the, the, the demeanor of these shepherds. Why, why, why do I say that? Well, he, here's what I want to do today. is I, I want to just kind of look at these shepherds. Not that, that, that um, the birth of the Savior is not important. It, it is, but this is what the angel came to tell uh, these shepherds. But if you look at this, just the short passage we look, where we, or that I just read, uh, 23 times it, it talks about the shepherds. It, it identifies the shepherds. So if that gives you any idea of like the importance of this passage, it's the shepherds. Again, I'm not, not taking away from, from, what, uh, from Jesus being born. No, I'm not taking away from that. But what we have to do is the, the reason, remember why, remember the, the series we went through, we started in Luke, uh, the reason that uh, Luke wrote the book, uh, the book of Luke was uh, so that you can have certainty of that which you uh, have been, that uh, you know or that you've been taught. So Luke is writing this so we can have certainty that, okay, the reason this came and the reason that this happens was there's a message in it for you. There's a message in it for me. And the message in which we're going to see and hear comes in the actions of the shepherd. Now, when we talk about these shepherds, um, you've heard me say this before, and you you probably know more than I do about shepherding. I I don't know. I don't own any sheep, uh, like actual sheep. The neighbor does. I've seen them from, you know, from a distance. But um, understand that, that, that a shepherd in this time was not, you know, people didn't grow up and say, I want to be a shepherd when I grow up. Or when they were little kids and say, you know, when, when I grow up and give me, I'm, instead of being a police officer or a firefighter, I want to be a shepherd. No, they didn't say that because the, the shepherds were the outcasts. They, they, it was the, the, the task that was usually given to the youngest in the family. It was a task that was given to, to people that, that uh, um, the, the, the ones that didn't really have a skill. So it, it was the, the, these group of, of really vagabonds, these people that, that, that um, had uh, really nothing else to do, but so they, they watched dumb animals. That's what sheep are. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything's not true. They, they, they watched it. So, so think about that. And the reason I stress that is my question has been for years is why did the angels show up to the shepherds? Right? Why did the angel show up to the shepherds to, to proclaim the, the greatest birth that ever took place? He, he showed up to the most unlikely people. And these unlikely people became the unlikely messengers in which we're going to talk about today. So if you want to title your notes or whatever, it's all going to be about unlikely messengers. Because the unlikely messengers are 
the shepherds. Now, what does that have to do with us? I, I'm not, not, don't want to diminish anybody's social status in here, but at one point or another, or maybe even now, you have felt like that outcast. Because of, maybe it is, it's because of your, your faith. You feel like the outcast in your family, or you feel like the outcast at work, or at school, or whatever it may be. You, you feel that as an outcast. You feel like, man, my, what, what purpose do I really have? All I'm doing is kind of just watching things happen, and God's not really using me. Well, I'm sure that that was some of the thoughts that were going through the, the, the shepherd's mind at one point or another. They, they were just like, I'm just, hey, I'm just buying time, just watching these sheep. Well, what I want us to do is I want us to kind of just step into the shoes of the shepherd and see, okay, what they did is what we can do. We, we can be the unlikely messengers just like the, the shepherds were the unlikely messengers. Look at the, um, look at the response in which these, these, these unlikely messengers, these shepherds took. So when the, the angel appeared to them, they were, they were filled with great fear, right? Fearful? And they said, what, was, what were the words that they, the angel said? Okay, unto you a, a, a savior is born, right? Something very, 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 very big has happened. Now, question, and, and you can cheat, did the, did the angels tell them to go and see and go and do or do, do anything? No, no, no. The angel just, just told them the message in which God gave the angel to give to them, right? So we, we look at that, and, and it says, and I love this in verse 15, when the angel went away from them, them being the, the, the shepherds into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem. These, these, these outcasts, these, these men who are out in, the, in, the, in this field, minding their own business, they, they, they received this message from the Lord. And from that, that message in which they received from the Lord, they acted upon that. I, I, I look at this and I think, okay, if I'm one of these unlikely messengers, I can see here that as an unlikely messenger, and you can hear me when I say this, so I want you to personalize this. Each one of us need to personalize this. As, as an unlikely messenger, you can respond to God's his message without delay. You, me, as an unlikely messenger. I, I never thought when I was a kid that I'm going to grow up to be a preacher. I, I ran into one of my, uh, my teachers from, from middle school at the gym the other day, and he, he straight up said to me, he said, Lee, every time I look at you, I, I, know, I know what you do. I have to chuckle because I remember where, where you were at. <laughs> Mr. Foster, if you guys know, he, he said, he like, it's, I'm proud of you what you do, but I, I, I remember all, all of that. I, I'm an unlikely messenger, but I, I don't say that like I, I, I'm, I'm special and I stand up here and, and, and you all can't do what it is that I do. What, what I do is proclaim the truth. And what these shepherds did is they, they, they responded to the message in which God gave them. Look there in verse 15 and 16. Uh, it says, okay, when they went away from them, they said to one another, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord had made known to us. Verse 16, and they went with haste. That means they went, they didn't just kind of, hmm, hmm, hmm. No, they, they, they had a purpose in their step. They had a giddy up in their step. Uh, and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby laying in a manger. Well, when I, when I read this and I say, okay, as an unlikely messenger, as me, as you, as all of us, we can uh, respond to God's message without delay. Well, why do I say that? Well, I think that it's important that um, we don't second guess what it is that God is telling us. 
Too many times God tells us something, and, and how God speaks to us is through his word. He, he communicates something to us, and, you, and we say, well, and that's usually what the, the word that comes out. I don't know. Is he, does he really mean this, 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 or this? Or is God really saying he wants me to, to do this? Do I think that there's a, a time where we have to um, assess what it is that, that God is saying? Absolutely. But those clear things that God says to do and not to do, we need to do those without delay. We need to take it upon ourselves. When a, when a truth is, pre, is presented to us like, like this, the, the angel said, okay, a Savior is born. We need to take it upon ourselves. And you know what? That's important enough for me to stop exactly what I'm doing and do what it is that God wants me to do or see what it is that God has revealed to me. Here in, in this sentence here, it, it tells us that, that we can do this. I don't want to, to, to overburden anybody's life. What I want to do is tell you what you can do, not what you should do. How many times, and you don't have to, to raise your hand or, or, or to respond, but think about this. How many times does somebody tell you what you need to do and what you should do, and your first response is, yeah, okay. Some of the time has been me, right? And, and I, I know y'all are, 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 would never say, oh, no, I would never say that, preacher. You know, if you say we need to do something, I'm going to do it liars, right? But, but what I, I don't want to overburden you. What I want, to, I want to communicate to you is you can do this. You can do it. And every time I know water boy comes up, you know, you can do it, right? But you can. You can respond to God's message without delay. And not only can we respond to God's message without delay, what we can do is what we see in verse 17 and, and 18. Look at that with me real quick. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that, was, that had been told them according to this child. Or I'm sorry, concerning this child, not according because the child can't speak yet. But it's Jesus. He can speak. No, no. He was just born. He can't speak. He hasn't grown up yet. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So not only can we respond to God's message without delay, the second thing that, that I, I think that is very important here is as an unlikely messenger, you can proclaim God's truth without fear. No, no, wait a second, the, the shepherds were fearful. No, they were fearful when the sky was on fire and the, the, the angel was there. But then the comforting words from the angel, from God, calmed their soul and motivated them to go. And then when they went and they, they, they came to Mary and Joseph, seen the, the baby lying in the manger, they proclaimed the truth. No, no matter how crazy it sounded... They proclaimed the truth without fear. They didn't care what Mary and Joseph and all the people that were around them thought. They came and they said, okay, here, here's the deal. We were out playing jacks in the middle of... Everybody remembers jacks, right? Yeah. All right. We were out playing jacks in the middle of the, the field, and all of a sudden, boom, the lights came on. And they told, and this angel told us that the baby was born, and this baby is a savior of the world. And they proclaim that without fear. These unlikely messengers, these ones that, that, that when they woke up that morning, they didn't think that they were going to go and be messengers for God. They, they, they didn't have that thought go through their mind. But where did they find themselves? They found themselves in an unlikely place. I, I, I love how God uses unlikely people and unlikely people, or unlikely people to be his messengers for an unlikely story. If you think about it, 
God stepping out, and I love that song, how many kings step down from their throne? God stepping out of heaven and stepping into his creation is a very unlikely story. And God uses unlikely people, and I'll go to the extent jacked up people like us, right? He uses unlikely jacked up messengers like us to go proclaim. And I'll proclaim, that doesn't mean stand on a stage and do what I'm doing. That means just go and tell the truth. He uses people like us to go and tell the truth, and he gives us the power to do it without fear. Well, wait a second, I've tried to do that, and I'm really, I'm nervous when I do it, and I'm fearful. That fear isn't from God. That fear comes from the enemy. He doesn't, the enemy doesn't want you to tell the truth. The enemy doesn't want you to go and tell people about the Savior's birth. He wants you to be fearful so you keep it to yourself. But what we see here with, the, with these shepherds, these unlikely messengers, they can, like you and I, can go and, and proclaim the truth of God without fear. I, I don't know what that looks like in, in, each, in each person's life because everybody has a different uh, um, gifting, a different um, uh, situation or a circle. But what we, what we see is that if, you, if you're put in a position where the truth can be spoken and you have fear... Do it. Do it. What Jesus tells you know says to Peter: Get behind me, Satan! Right? That that, that fear is not from God. Address that that that, that fear. How, how we're we're told to address. We're supposed to uh, with boldness come before the throne. Right? We're we're to with with boldness, just like these shepherds, just speak the truth. How about? I mean, again, don't raise hands. But how many of you? have encountered that fear this week. Where you've been given this opportunity to speak the truth, but you didn't take it because you were fearful. Okay, I said don't raise your hands, but that's fine. (laughs) The the reality is, if we we are honest with ourselves and we, we reflect on what has taken place, we can see that, that fear has way more grip or power on us than it really should. Jesus, I should say, God used the shepherds to proclaim Jesus' birth. God used unlikely people to proclaim the birth of Jesus. If God was, is going to use unlikely people to proclaim something that great, why would he not use us? Why would he not? I believe that not only we can see that we can that we can proclaim or we can I should say respond to God's message without delay and that we can proclaim God's truth without fear. I think a third thing in which we can do, and this is I think one of the biggest ones for all of us, is as unlikely messengers, you can glorify God. Now hear me on this. You can glorify God in your daily life. One of my favorite parts about this, uh, this story here is in verse 20. This, this is, and I, honestly, I, I, for years, this has really plagued me in the sense of a good kind of plaguing, like burdened me. Like, this shows me that God uses people where they're at. Look at verse 20. 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. What did the shepherds do first? What did the shepherds do? They returned. Just, just let that sink in. Okay, all right, Lee, I'm not tracking. No, just, just let that sink in for a second. Because a lot of times what happens is people think they have an encounter with God and they think that, okay, I'm going to get this, this special gifting and then I'm going to be this, this, this spiritual superpower and I'm going to be able to go around and Billy Graham it up all the time. The shepherds saw Jesus. They had a, a, the, the sky split open and they saw an angel and not only one angel but a whole, a, a whole bunch of angels and this heavenly sound praising God. They go and they see the, the, the baby and after all of this, they don't get this special commissioning to go out and proclaim the good news and go on an evangelistic trip across the, 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 the world. It says they returned. They went back out to the fields to where the sheep were. Why, why is that so important? Why, I think because people think that they have to go all these different places to proclaim and glorify God. No, God has placed you right where you're at to glorify and to praise Him. God has placed you right where you're at, wherever it may be, so that you can speak the truth without fear. God has placed you right where you're at so you can respond to His message. I think that if we have the mindset that we're all missionaries, we're all called to share the good news. The shepherds were just the first ones to do it here. They're the first ones to say, okay, the baby is born. Hey, this is all what we heard. And then they come back out here. Why did they go back out to the shepherd and the pastures out to the fields? I believe because they had to go tell more unlikely messengers about what took place. Don't, don't be the judge, and, and I, I think that this is important, don't be the judge of who should and should not hear the truth about God. We've done that once or twice. Don't, don't raise your hands, I, I get it. We, we've done that, well, yeah, but you know, she knows about Jesus, or he, man, have you seen how he lives? He really doesn't want to know anything. Don't be the judge of that. Take where it is that God has put you and be obedient to what it is he's saying to you. It's not difficult. Everybody thinks that, 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 um, that, that, that this gospel presentation and this, this uh, Christian life is, is a, uh, a, a hard thing to do. It's a complicated thing. No. Who complicates it? We do. What, what, what does Jesus say? Go and tell, right? What am I supposed to tell? Oh, just tell them that Jesus was born. That's all that the, 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 the unlikely messengers, the shepherds did. They proclaimed the birth of Jesus. In this time of year when we're celebrating Advent, we're celebrating that first coming. We're also celebrating the second coming. We're looking forward to that second coming. So what is the truth that maybe you don't know what to say to people? Maybe it's a simple like, hey, you know why we celebrate Christmas? Yeah, because of Jesus came. Yeah, absolutely. He came and he's a baby. And you know what? He says he's coming again. It's a good icebreaker. It's a good way to get your, your, your foot in the door and understand that those people in which you say that to, it's not up to you to convince them of who Jesus is. It's up to you to just tell them who Jesus is. When we look at these, these shepherds, no one would have ever thought, and this is one of those things that like, there could have been a, a thousand different 
ways uh, of God proclaiming the birth of his son, but he, used, he chose to use these, these guys that were just out in the field. So, so don't let... Don't, don't let the devil come in and, and, and say that you're insignificant or you're not equipped or you can't do this or you can't do that. Those are lies. Don't believe the lies. Believe the truth. Stand on the truth. And if you have to, think of Waterboy every time. You can do it. You, you, you can. You can respond to God's uh, message in which he, he, he has delivered to you. Where do we get God's message? In, his, in, in the Bible, in his word, from, from his, his people when we come together. And you can, you can actually tell the truth without that fear. And you can do it wherever you're at. I, 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 want, I want today's uh, time that we're together just to be like a, a, a very simplistic, I can do this. Because uh, like, like some of the prayer requests that have come in, we've got enough stress with our families and the situations at work and whatever it may be that we're dealing with right now, the last thing we want to do is like, oh man, I'm just a worthless Christian now. Let that go and understand that everything that God uh, wants you to do, he's given you the ability to do that. So you can do it.